Right here. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is going to be episode number 70. The podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Truck Bed Covers. And today is Veterans Day, and uh, I think they're only running this today, and we won't get it up today. But Diamondback did a really cool deal today where they're giving a 10%. Uh, they always give a 10% discount to veterans, but they're giving 10% of all the proceeds today on Veterans Day back to Sons of the Flag. It is a burned victim of combat vets. Um, that have fought for our freedom. Um, it's one of the really cool organization that a friend of ours, Crispy, is a, a part of and does a lot of stuff for. And 10% of all the proceeds today during Veterans Day are going back to those um, that come back wounded, fighting um, over in Afghanistan and Iraq. And uh, just figured that would be something cool for listeners to know. Uh, just a amazing organization that sells a killer product that they have been kind enough to work with us and um, just one of those deals to where it, I like supporting companies that not only are American made, but support things that I believe into, which is really cool. But today on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about content creation and what is content creation that our job as a production company, as a content creator, air quotes, um, what, what does that mean? And what are some of the the words, the nuances, the things that go with that. Um, just some of the questions that we get asked a lot. So we kind of wanted to define what is content creation and even even broader, what is content. So Ryer and I were talking about this today. We we're in Oklahoma still. We we're on the third day of our hunt, and it has been rough, has it not? It has been very yeah. rough. The uh, weather weather is not being kind to us and Ryer leaves tomorrow morning to go to Colorado to film a mule deer hunt and I am trying to decide what I'm going to do if I'm going to hang out here and try and hunt a few more days or if I'm going to roll on home and come back later I don't I don't know I, I'm kind of I'm really apprehensive about leaving because honestly I've never came to Oklahoma and not killed a deer this will be the first time ever in the last five, four or five years, I've came here and not went away with a deer. But I've got a lot of stuff to do at home. It was really hard to come in the first place. If we wouldn't have had some content to do for Rambo and for X-Stands, we wouldn't have came in the first place. But we're not even done with that because the weather has gotten us and some technical difficulties have gotten us. But um, we figured in our downtime today because of the weather, we're not even getting to hunt because it's like what, blowing 30. It's blowing too much. It's blowing too much, and the temperature has dropped from, I think it was 59 degrees this morning when we got in the truck, and I think it is like below 30-ish. It's 30s, and the wind's blowing 30, so it's not fun outside. So we opted to stay in and not hunt this afternoon because this is one of those times I got to make the decision whether or not we hunted, <laughs> and I was happy to make that call because... I've been running really hard this year, and I'm going to be honest. We haven't done anything today. And whether or not Ryer and Chaz, another buddy of ours, is in 
uh, camp, whether or not they enjoyed sitting around doing nothing today, don't even care because I enjoyed it. I didn't do anything. This is this is the first productive thing that we've done today is this podcast. And it really, I had to really get motivated and psyched up to do this. It's We've not done anything, and it's been nice. I like it. Yeah. I, I've just been eating snacks all oh, day. All the snacks. All the snacks. Chaz has never had pork skins. I didn't have them until I went down to film that shoal bass thing with Jamie, and I had them coming back. Thoughts? I like them. They're uh, they're a little heavy, and they leave the, heavy? the particular they're light. It's it's not so much the they're like the heavy substance. like heavy on it's a the he, it's a very heavy taste. It kind of leaves it, mm. the particular ones that I had left kind of a interesting aftertaste, or it felt like a film in my mouth. I don't know. Did you get what flavor? Did you get was it barbecue? I I couldn't tell you. They're mm. just they're just pork rinds. Yeah, from the gas station. Okay. Well, I mean, I liked them. It's a southern thing. I've, I've got I'd, you hooked on sweet tea. Yeah. So, I'd give them. I'd give those ones a seven out of ten. Okay. So the next thing you have to try is chicken livers. Have you had chicken livers yet? No, I watched you eat them the other day. They're really good. They had to. That's another thing that is, it takes the person that knows how to cook them. Like if you get them at like Cracker Barrel, they suck because they're mostly breading and you don't get any of the like meat. Uh, but Wagon Wheel, where we go in Delonga, they got good chicken livers. I'm always afraid of liver because my. I mean, my dad will eat anything, and the only thing that he said that he hates is livers. So, he doesn't like liver. Well, we'll we'll have to change that. Anyway, so, first, just to kind of kick the podcast off, um, what is content? When you think of the word, because we hear it so much now with social media um, and all the things that are thrown at us all the time, especially in the hunting world, these there's these quote unquote content creators. They're you know, what you know, what are you doing with your content? Where's your content live? What is your content? Blah, 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 blah. We hear the word all the time. So essentially, you know, I wanted to answer the question, what is content? So, you know, Ryan and I kind of sat down and wrote some notes. And the in the broadest term, content is anything that you create uh, for the purpose of Self-promotion for the purpose of work uh, for a company, for a brand. Content is anything that you creatively come up with to sell a product, push an idea, push a brand, uh, any of those things. So it's pictures, it's video, it's copy, it's a series, like a, a web series, it's a television show. It's a podcast. All those things are content. All those things are created for a purpose. Uh, and this all and then also goes back to what that purpose is. Now, everybody has a different purpose. And we're going to try and talk in terms of content, what we create not only for ourselves, but for our clients, and then how and why we do those things. Um, and kind of, you know, when we say copy, what what is copy? You know, for people that don't know what that is. Copy would be text, the the text that you put as a caption. It would be what you write as maybe an article. Article, uh, it, yeah. It's just a, it's a fancy and, word and for written form content, written form in, content. in my opinion. And that could be on a website. That could be in a yeah. magazine. That could be on an Instagram post, on a Twitter feed. doesn't matter. That That is content. That is that is your content. That's created from you. Um, and that essentially now 
is defining as to what your brand, your look, your feel is, is what kind of content you're putting out. And a lot of times it even it even matters where you put your content, which what we do, we tell people if you're trying to push content, it needs to be everywhere because people consume content where they can. I'm already getting annoyed at the word content. And we're just now, what, 30 seconds into this thing? Do you want to pick a stand-in word? <laughs> no. That but would be more fun I just to say. Feel like, I just feel like I'm saying content a lot. But anyway, people consume content where they consume their content. Like, for instance, I like Instagram. I'm an Instagram guy. I like to browse pictures, and I read captions when pictures really catch me or there's something that uh, intrigues me that makes me want to look more into this. And then I tap a picture to see who it is when it really gets me. So I think that's a, that's a really cool platform to be able to create certain images, certain pictures, and certain pieces of content that can be impactful. Um, because I know I've been the victim of some Instagram ads and some Instagram posts that have made me buy things. I'm not so ashamed to say it. I mean, have you have it gotten you before? They have. They have. I wouldn't say I haven't bought anything from an actual ad, but I've seen... Brands. So, you've not, so you've not had an ad that had a shop now button or something where you went directly from the ad and purchased something? Nope. Okay, I, I have. have not. Oh, I have. But I've definitely seen things on there. Like I've seen somebody wearing a pair of sunglasses, and I went, those are cool sunglasses. Then I went to the page, and yeah. the page was dope. And I was like, I'm going to go buy those sunglasses now. And then I, I went to the Lincoln Bio thing, and, and I've perused and bought that way. Mossy so Oak, I don't know if that Mossy counts. Mossy Oak Store has gotten me on at least one occasion. Amazon has gotten me on at least one or two occasions. I'm trying. To, oh, the uh, my my real thing for my that y'all that like for my uh, charger for my MacBook mm-hmm. that was an Instagram purchase. Yeah, I'm, that got me. They're probably going to get a secondary Instagram yeah, purchase because I but, want one of but those. But that would. But they're not going to get credit for that because you're getting it because I got it and you like it. But they should be getting credit for it. How do you? How do you? How do you follow those analytics? There is a question. Yeah, you like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> off topic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm an Instagram guy. I'm an Instagram guy. I consume the majority of my content from Instagram. Uh, most of our content that we create for ourselves and other brands is focused around Instagram, whether that's one-minute videos or images. Then you have someone like my brother. Um, he listens to some of these podcasts. So, Josh, if you're listening, love you. Uh, he does not have social media. He doesn't have Facebook. He doesn't have Instagram. Doesn't have Twitter. But he does have YouTube on his phone. And he's a YouTuber. He watches lots of hunting shows. He watches all the Primo stuff. All the uh, 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 public, what's the hunting public. He watches all the hunting public stuff. Um, he consumes all of his content. Social, you know, his social, quote unquote, social media content through YouTube, and he doesn't deviate from that. Whereas I deviate a little bit from Instagram, but if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to market to me, Instagram's the place to do it. Where, where is it for you? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I just don't get caught by the ads, but oh, it's still oh, Instagram. Was that a was that a like was that like a uh, underhanded dig at me? Might have been. <laughs> okay. I'm from a different generation. I, you oh, know, yeah. I can't get caught by those internet scams well, so it easily. Didn't, it didn't. Well, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it. Well, no, it got me. 
it, it, get, physically got money for me. A couple ads did. I I think part of it is I think you're more of a gearhead than I am. So I, I think am. you see things and you're like, hmm. I oh, I have that. to have it. So I'm, yeah, that ask, could be it. It could be more of just our personality types. Ask my wife. Else. My wife gets on me all the time. What did you just buy the other day? Something showed up in another box from some company I've never heard of. I'm like, I don't worry about it. Just put it in my, put it in my office. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm bad about it. But so all these brands that we work for, that we do ourselves, we create content that lives in all these places. So I've written articles for magazines. I've written articles for websites. We have taken a bajillion pictures for clients that have been used in anything from cattle. What in the world was that? It's a little scent sprayer thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're first in the time, first time it went off. I was like, I was we're in the hunting. Too. Yeah, we're in the hunting cabin. And was, noise just went off. It's right up there. Somewhere. Oh, okay. I see it. Um, but so, as Copeland Creative, we have written articles for a couple magazines. I've done that. I've written some for websites. Uh, we take lots of pictures for clients that get used anywhere from catalogs to Instagram posts to websites to you name it. I've seen them used in lots of places, which is great for us. We love to see our images getting used. That means they have value. Um, we obviously do YouTube videos. Um, we do a lot of Dudley's videos. We don't do all of them, but we do definitely do some of them. Uh, we have our own YouTube videos that we're doing for Redneck Tech, and we're going to do more of those, I promise. Uh, we have several series, which I, we were debating earlier if series is a word. I'm not sure. But um, a couple series that we produce uh, as well as in the past, which we're not doing any currently, television series. So all of those things uh, are, are content. And most of the copy that is written for most of the posts, the w- really thought-out ones and well-thought-out ones and really well-written ones, those are written by Ryer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't take as much time as he does. He takes a lot more time than I do. Um, and that's why when there's really thoughtful posts or, thought, or posts that, that need to have an added punch, I'll let Ryer do them because he's much better at it than I am. Uh, like today, the Veterans Day one, he did that one. He had the idea for it. Uh, I got all the images together, and he wrote it. I uh, can't take credit for that. So it was one of those things to where, but that's one way that you set your content apart. So that's kind of that's kind of one of the things we want to talk about, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So the next kind of thing, and, and we're kind of talking about now, is where does that content live? Um and, and what's the most popular platform? Well, the most popular platform, believe it or not, is still Facebook. Uh, but I think Instagram and YouTube are, a, are extremely close second. But there's a different strategy for all of those platforms. What would you, what would you say, Ryer, um, looking at, say, the, major, the top three, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube? What is the strategy? What is the, the thought process behind a lot of that content? And I'll kind of jump in there too because I've kind of got a rough idea of what I, I think it is and, and also whoever's listening we're not the authority on this stuff this is this is our basic knowledge and this is our gathered knowledge of doing this ourselves so take what we're saying with a grain of salt we're not the world's greatest at knowing all this back end stuff but what what would you say is a strategy for a Facebook versus a YouTube versus Instagram our strategy when creating it or what succeeds on those platforms? I think what succeeds, um, in, you know, in general terms. So I guess with Instagram, you're looking for a really eye-catching image. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or a really short video that catches somebody immediately. Uh, you're also looking at a video that will probably be played with its sound off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to keep that in mind when creating it. And then your your post captions are part of the equation, but definitely the first couple sentences are what matter most in those. And then after that, uh, you know, informative or interesting questions that engage the audience is going to be what succeeds there. Yeah. On Facebook, you're going to be looking at kind of the same thing. I think that video content does slightly better uh, than just straight picture content on Facebook. Written content does a lot better on Facebook, obviously, because you can you can put a post body without any images. Uh, you can't do that on Instagram. So your long-form written stuff is going to perform better on Facebook and... But, I guess three to five minute videos is almost what you're looking for on Facebook. Yeah. Well, see, my, what I wanted to jump in and say on that is I I, I, to, I agree with that. But what we got to, what you have to look for as a content creator, which we're going to get into what that is too, what you're looking for on those different platforms is you have to consider two things. You have to consider what is the goal of this piece of content and then your audience. The mm-hmm. audience on Instagram is generally going to be younger and more technologically savvy, whereas the Facebook audience is going to be older and more rural, is what we've learned. Uh, and, and when we're talking about this, we're talking about the hunting side of this. We're not talking about the 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 outside world. You know, we're we're, I mean, we know in general terms what the outside world and how they deal with you know these apps and these platforms. But we're talking, listen, when we're talking about these things, we're talking about hunting world specifically for these platforms. And what we've learned is Facebook is generally going to be some older, um, the, the older audience. And when I say older, I'm saying 35, 40 and older um, is generally going to consume more content on Facebook than they are on Instagram. Instagram is going to be, you know, 35, 40 and younger. I think it's just because of how the platforms work. I think Facebook is definitely, like you said, is geared more to reading and learning and politics and things like that, whereas Instagram is browse and thumb through as fast as you can mm-hmm. and entertaining, you know. Well, people um, rarely have conversations no, on yeah. an Instagram post, mm-hmm. whereas Facebook is, Facebook almost pr- uh, promotes it's that kind of engagement. It's yeah, really it's a, a forum. forum. It's a modern-day forum. Well, that, and then, then you got to realize... Or take into consideration what is the what is the what's the intent behind this piece of content. And for us and what we use our platform our platforms, social media platforms for Copeland Creative and Redneck Tech, those are even two different platforms um, mm-hmm. for us. Copeland Creative is used for us solely to showcase our work for clients, our work for ourselves. And to essentially be a portfolio of things that we're, we can do, things that we're capable of, and the people that we work with. Whereas Redneck Tech is used to ask questions, give information, engage with our audience, which guys love you guys, the guys who listen to the podcast. But y'all are not very good at answering questions when we have questions. Either we're not giving you enough time or we're getting shadow banned or you guys just your thumbs don't work because nobody answers the questions when we're, I mean, some people do. The the same people are always asking questions, which is great. Keep asking questions. 
Um, but y'all suck sometimes. Love you, but you suck sometimes. Me and Ryan were talking about that today, weren't we? Yeah, I I just want to talk to more people. I'm kind of lonely. Yeah. I don't, you know, like I got to Georgia and I just <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends there <laughs> Throw yet. Throw the sympathy and, card in there. <laughs> do it. You know, do whatever just, you got to do. I just really want some people to talk to. You know. <laughs> On the redneck tech side, but that's <laughs> but that's essentially uh, you know you look at the two strategies for our two platforms, redneck tech and Copa Creative. One is solely to showcase work; the other is to engage with the audience that listens to this podcast, answer questions, and and make the you know make the Instagram and the podcast better. Um, we we do post on Facebook, but it's usually whatever we've posted on Instagram as well. We don't honestly don't put a whole lot of thought into the Facebook side of it. Because we feel like the majority of our audience is consuming their content through Instagram. Um, a lot of them do both. I, I still browse Facebook a little bit, but it's like a 90-10 split between Instagram and, t- and Facebook, I would think. And then I'll jump over to YouTube some. Um, but just just remember, when you have a piece of content or you have a, a channel um, to the outside world, whatever that channel is, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, that when you create content that it has a purpose, um, that it has a message, and then it has a look and feel, uh, then there's there's also some content creators that will bank content, and there's some that won't. And uh, what what do I mean by banking content? So we will bank content. We have we'll we'll have a library of content that we pull from clients that we pull from ourselves that we'll use. Like I posted a picture yesterday of Dudley uh, dragging a whitetail out when we were in Montana, South Dakota, Montana, uh, last season. Uh, so it's over a year old. Well, we, we've just now used it. And the reason is, is we can't, I also don't like to use content until our, our clients have used it. Right. I don't like to post things until they have, uh, and I always give them credit for it because they paid for it and technically they own the image. Uh, but they've let us use it, um, as well. So, I, I like to let them use it first, but uh, we use that to showcase what we've done for them. But another another strategy, and this is this is a lot more rare, uh, and the only person I know that does this is uh, Cameron Haynes, is they don't bank content at all. Uh, they don't take images or videos and save them for later use. They post whatever happened that day or the day before. Um, and that's hard to do. That means you got to be doing cool stuff every day, which that also kind of keeps you driven, I guess, too. So, which that's probably why he does it. Um, that's another strategy, but that also goes to what his brand is and what his message is. Um, so, just keep that in mind. So, the next question is: What is a content creator? What do you say if you could define content creator? What is that? Can I use the words in the answer? So somebody who creates content. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, well, that's the—I mean—that's the easiest version. But say, okay, so give me some examples of content creators. So we're content creators. Uh, we're content creators for ourselves and for other companies and brands. Who's another content creator? Photographer. Photographer. Writer. Writer. Uh, videographer videographer editor youtuber podcasters so but specifically if if when i think of the word content creator right off the top of my head what i think about are people like dudley 
that we we facilitate their content, but they are the ones that take that content, put it on a channel that's directed towards their audience to meet a goal. And with Dudley, it's a couple of goals. It's either it's archery driven, archery information driven. It's product driven for his website or for sponsors, or it's uh, purely entertainment. And uh, I think he, I think he's one of the best at it. Then you have people like Crispy who are motivational, who are funny, and uh, who are are patriotic, and they use that influence to bring more people into that fold and to brighten people's day. And then you go back to our, ours again is we're just using it to showcase our content. But you, the, the whole thing with content creators now in the hunting world is it's kind of, it's almost been diluted because anybody who has a cell phone camera or uh, bought their first DSLR are considered air quote content creators. And in theory, they are. Um, I think to be considered a content creator, a professional content creator, content creator, you should be getting paid for it or compensated for it. Um, is that a is that a stipulation? No, but I think the bad rap has came from huntresses, has came from um, some of these. Guys that may may not may not necessarily be the hardcore hunters that you think should be faces of brands, um, right or wrong, it's not up to me. Uh, it's it's the people that move the needle, and some of these some of these quote unquote content creators move the needle. Some of them, I don't see how they can, but I also don't see the numbers on the back end of these back end of these things. Um, but we're also we try we've positioned ourselves as content creators essentially for hire um Mm -hmm. we we like to go out and and take a brand's ideas visions products and create content around that we're not necessarily there to drive numbers we're there to drive good looking stuff right and that's where i'd like to be that's much much but much more fun for me to get to create pretty stuff and let them worry about the numbers than worry about the numbers wouldn't you say i'd think so yeah I I like trying to I like trying to grow pages, I guess, and trying to figure out the what works on on social media. But yeah, definitely I I well, like it's the getting, creation a it's lot. It's getting harder more. and harder on this in this business to grow numbers. And I mean, which I mean, just the other day, was it yesterday or the day before, Instagram announced they were going to supposedly going to take likes away. I just don't see there goes that. all my self worth. Yeah, I don't see, I don't <laughs> see how that's going to be possible. But anyway, who knows? Um, well, I think they did it in Canada already. Somewhere they already did it. They did oh, a they, they did a beta. The market. They did a beta for it somewhere else. Yeah, I heard about that. I think six or seven months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it went. I haven't read anything since then until I heard about that thing yesterday. But well, Twitter is Twitter's taking all political ads down. And then Instagram's going to take away likes. Wonder if Facebook's going to take away all political discussions. It'd actually be a good platform if they did that. Might not be as dumpster fiery as it is oh, now. Oh man! Yeah, that's a dumpster fire dumpster over there. I'll fire. tell you what. If you don't know what a dumpster fire is, 
go to Urban Dictionary and look up Dumpster Fire and then spend some time on Urban Dictionary. Thank me later. Urban Dictionary is the best. Shout out to Chuck Belmore for some of the best Urban Dictionary words of all time. Anyway, I digress. Um, the la- uh, one of the one of the other things we we want to talk about, and we've kind of hit on it, is why why create content. Well, in this business, if you're not creating content, you're not creating content every day, and you're not creating rele- relevant, entertaining, or valuable content. You're getting left. You don't um, exist. You don't exist. And I would, and in my opinion, the company or brand that is creating the most content right now would probably be the Drury's because they have so many platforms. They have an app, which is another place that content can live and, and, and be distributed. They have, I don't even know how many TV shows. All their social medias, their website, they have a team of people out there creating content for them. Um, I would say they're putting out more pieces of content than anyone. And then beyond them, outside the hunting world, which I guess they are kind of getting in the hunting world now, Black Rifle Coffee. If you want to see what a content creation engine looks like, look at what Black Rifle Coffee is doing. They're putting out 10 to 15 brand new images and pieces of content every day on their their social medias. And they don't stop at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They hit Pinterest. They hit, I think they do stuff on LinkedIn. They do stuff on, um, they've got, I don't know how many podcasts now. They've got their website. They have the Bitter Barista series. They have they do stuff on the hunting side with Dudley, with Andy, with Crispy. I mean, that place is a content creation machine, and it is working. They are killing the game. Mm-hmm. It helps that their coffee is freaking delicious. Well, you're the only one that. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't, I don't want anybody to find this out. But I don't drink coffee. I've tried. I just can't do it. I just don't like it. And I you, don't understand. You're, you're dead without it. Like you were, was it yesterday morning or the morning before you hadn't had coffee? First morning. So it was yet, not yesterday Well, morning. so I, I can get by without coffee if I got monsters or something. Well, that you hadn't had yeah. anything until lunch that day, right? Right. Yeah, we got up and there was no coffee. And I had to go <laughs> sit in that freaking blind without coffee. <laughs> it was the worst. Every day of my life, buddy. Every day. I'd rather die. <laughs> That's extreme. Um, I'd rather die than live without coffee. But anyway, but look at <laughs> but look at if you want to see why to create content and what the goals of content are, look at what Black Rifle does. I think also besides just looking at their content, I think you should also examine the relationship that their audience has to them. But which not, is which is a result of the content. Yeah. And how much content they put out, but also the kind of content they put out. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's important because their audience is probably one of the more connected, one of the more, oh my I guess, passionate they about are, coffee. Holy crap. I mean, this is coffee we're talking about, and their audience is so dedicated to them as a company that they'll buy anything that they put out. Oh, and, yeah. And it's, that's it's, saying it's, something. It's evangelical. It's it crazy. Is. And, mm-hmm. and Dudley kind of has the same effect not to the scale that Black Rifle does, 
But the crazy thing with the Black Rifle is you look at all the different variety of content that they put out. It's extent, All of it has the same vein of patriotism. Yep. All of it has the same vein of comedy. All of it has the same vein of over the top. But that's their feel and their look and their brand that all ties back into Black Rifle and, and, and that look and that feel and that brand. But the cool thing about what they're doing is it's resonating with people from 18 to 80. If I wear my Black Rifle stuff anywhere, I get stopped by, in airports, I, multiple times every time I get stopped by somebody that says something about their coffee from every race, color, ethnicity, and age. It's unbelievable. Really? Oh, it's unbelievable. It happens to Brian every time. Every time he wears it in the airport, he does it. He was sitting on the plane next to somebody the other day, and he sat down on the plane next to the guy. He started asking about his shirt. He started telling about it. The dude started buying coffee on his cell phone on the plane before they ever took off. Like, wow. That, like, craziness. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, how much more power do you need? Not much. But, yeah, so, I mean, but that's also that's also a really high bar to set for yourself is to try and, you know, they have teams of people that create that content. But just look at their strategy of where they put it. They put it everywhere. But everywhere they put it, and, and, and they also don't create content. And this is the biggest thing. And I think this is where most hunting brands miss the mark, is they are not creating content with the sole purpose of selling coffee. Mm-hmm. They're creating content that resonates with people uh, with humor with like I said patriotism some of the some of the videos have nothing to do with coffee literally nothing to do with coffee it's just like but they're they're going after they're doing what apple does so well they're doing what uh yeti did so well they're doing what those big brands did so well which is create amazing content and this is what's so hard to do for hunting companies. They create lots of content, but they create content that is good that leaves people saying, you know what, I really enjoyed that video. I want to support that brand, regardless of what it is. You are not cool unless you own a Yeti cooler. You are not cool unless you have an iPhone. You are not cool unless you're drinking Black Rifle coffee. So you're not cool then, huh? Well, are there are there alternatives that are cheaper and just as good? Probably. But their marketing tells you you can't. You're either not cool or you're left out, which you, then you're not cool. So, But, I mean, think about it. That's that's what they do. I, You know, Yeti films, you might see a Yeti cup or a Yeti thing in, you know, once or twice in there, but it's a cool piece of content. You, you know, the the... The stuff like the thing that the um, Black Rifle just posted today about things that you won't hear. Um, what they say? Things that you won't help hear military personnel say. I think it's yeah, what it's military mem- military members. Never one time, I don't think you see coffee in there at all, really. And it's just funny stuff for veterans because that's their target audience. But that bleeds over into anybody else who's patriotic and that understands the military at all. Um, that didn't push coffee, but that makes you want to represent that brand. You want to be aligned with that. So just keep that in mind when you're going to create content. Don't always create it to sell a product. Don't always whore out whatever that product is. Content can be so much more than that. Um, 
will it cost money and time more in the long run? Probably. But I think it, it, it comes back and pays for itself. Um, I think that if people connect with your brand in a really personal way, then they'll want to be involved with you and whatever that brand may, de- may be. You know, for Black Rifle, it's buying coffee. Mm-hmm. For Dudley, it's he's got the store, but also engagement on his social media. And they want to, they want to, you know, yeah. like and comment and well, be know involved what, with with Dudley, whatever what, he's doing. You know what somebody told me the other day about Dudley? They said that uh, they watched all of his videos, followed his Instagram, YouTube, and all the information that he gives away for free. When they went to go buy a bow, they bought a Hoyt because they said they would they would have felt bad not to have, because there was so much free information there on how to work on his bow. How to work on a Hoyt, how to um, get accessories for it, how to tune, how to do all this thing with a Hoyt. He's like, I couldn't have bought anything else. He said, I had to. He said, all this free information was given to me, and that's what sold it. But that took all that work on Dudley's side of creating all this free content to create a perception in this guy's mind, and I don't remember who it was, that he bought a Hoyt because of Dudley, but indirectly. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um but that's that's also and that's and I think that's where marketing marketers really miss the mark is when they can't because you can't that can't be quantified with numbers what happened with that guy. Um, but the marketing put into content is valuable. You might not ever see that value. You will, but you won't be able to quantify it. You know what I'm saying? You won't be able to track it back. Yeah, to- you won't be able to track it back to that's why he bought. You know, but. And that's what's so hard for us is that's why it's so hard to be the guys that crunch the numbers and sell upon numbers. Because when you're selling upon numbers, sometimes the numbers don't match up to how well you're doing. and Sometimes they're inflated. Whereas I would rather be, I mean, I'm I'm with you. As I, like, I like to see good numbers too, but I would rather a brand come to us and say, hey, we need really cool content that showcases this, that, and the other. And let us go out there and be creative. That's what I enjoy doing. Well, um, and there's there's con- like the Yeti content and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of those videos isn't necessarily selling a cooler, but it's selling a brand image. Mm-hmm. And somebody may go, "Hey, have you seen that video by Yeti?" And that's the value. Yeah, is they've just mentioned the company name in a conversation. They've just associated your company name with something cool, something inspiring, something funny. Yeah, and even if that doesn't result in a sale directly. It may at some point, but you just can't. And the cost of that is time and money most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and with somebody like, you know, somebody out there that's trying to create content and create a brand, for you it might not cost money. And if it does, it's very little. It's just going to cost your time. You know, if you're going out and you're creating, you know, you're taking pictures and you're, you know, make short videos at your house, whether they're cell phone videos, selfies, walkthroughs, whatever, it's taking your time. Um, so just keep in mind there always is a cost to these things but um i think if you go at it with a plan and with a purpose that's when it starts becoming valuable and kind of the last thing is we want to talk about is the content strategy what to post how often to post where to post and uh i think that's a you know we we had a conversation the other day about posting you know our kind of train of thought is if people consume and i said this earlier people consume their content where they consume their content so if you're going to create content, you've got to create it for everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, 
um, your website and if you're using an app it needs to be on the app it needs to be everywhere that way you can pull all those numbers because like I said some people are only watching YouTube some people are only looking at Instagram um, and then it kind of in your opinion you know we post we try and post every day you know the how often to post I think that's something that you kind of got to figure out with your audience you know you kind of I, I don't really don't know the good answer to that What's your take on that? How often to post? I would say... I think the hardest thing, though, is like getting enough content to know, you know, creating enough content to where you can post enough. I mean, because I mean, creating content takes a long time. Creating good content. It does. Yeah. And even just figuring out what, what to post and what to caption and, and trying to be relevant with it can be time-consuming. Um, I've beat my head against the wall several times thinking, All right, what am I going to post today? What what's gonna make what's gonna what's gonna make the requirements of what I'm trying to get across? What are we doing? What time of year is it? Is the content create curated for time of year, animal species, weather, etc.? And then does it showcase our brand, our capabilities in the best light? Um, and trying to do that every day, it kind of which we don't post every day. We try to, but well, uh, it's tough. I think it, for us because yeah. Like where we're at this week, we've got a little bit of service here yeah. and there. Where you were at for almost three weeks, you had no no yeah. service. So there's some of that that you can't help. But yeah. I think I've seen I this is a two part thing. So I think if you're trying to grow, you got to do it every day, yeah. at least once a day. Um, See, Dudley, Dudley posts a few, twice a day, a couple times a day. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the technical things that I've watched and read as far as Instagram go uh, and Facebook is really once a day when you're trying to grow. I think once you have an audience, you may be able to do two a day uh, or a couple a day, but also you could step it back to not once a day, to a couple times a week. Some of those big, huge influencers uh, who have massive audiences, they may only post a couple times a week and they get a crap load of engagement and people almost like look forward to the post because mm -hmm. they're rare but yeah. i think that's if you're a mega influencer i yeah. think if you're trying to grow and for most people i would say you probably want to go once a day and then you also have to and this is for like instagram and facebook for youtube it's also youtube would like to see once a day youtube wants to see 15 minutes of video every day mm -hmm. is what they want to see but how Jesus. realistic that is, I God, I can't you say. You yourself to death doing that. We we couldn't put out no. that. Not at the quality that we want well, we to. We could if we weren't working for anybody else. And and we'd have to, I think, in order to put out that kind of content, I think you have to do it in a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, have to be and I, and I personally, I like to spend a lot more time on my on yeah. my stuff than I think I would be able to if if I was trying to put it out every day. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the people that we work with the most, you know, Dudley posts twice a day. He tries to post twice a day. I think Crispy posts a couple times a day and does a lot of stories every day. That was the other part that I was going to go into. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the stories, I think, definitely, I mean, two to five a day, you really want to be on there. I mean, my general strategy is to always have, always have a story in 
in the little story box mm -hmm. so that anytime anybody new comes to your profile, there's a story there Yeah. from the last 24 hours. So that's at least one every 24 hours, if not two, three, four, you know, just depends. And some of that, I mean, you guys have seen this to give you a little behind the scenes. Some of that is not even really content that I created that day, that we created that day. Some of that is our hashtag work in the wilds, mm -hmm. you know, that Which comes been up. very fortunate to have a lot of those. Yeah, really. we've had a lot of those recently. It's been pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, on my personal, I do a daily inspiration. I share a, a piece of content that I found recently that I like, you know, that inspires me, that I think is artistically cool. Um, but... It's it's not something that I created, but it's it's think, up there. I think stories are a really cool outlet too to get to show your personality. Yeah, you know, I think our 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 and the day to day our feed our feed showcases work, but then our story showcases the company personality a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Try to we can try to be funny. We can try and kind of show behind the scenes. It can be a little raw. Or it can be a little, you know, cell phone video ish, which I think is fine. I think that's what people expect. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I think that's a really cool place. And I think people are looking at stories as much or more than they're looking at feeds now. Because it's it's entertainment, it's you know, on the go, it's quick, it's fast, it's you know, dirty and it's almost the first thing I look at when I go on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I look at the stories first. Yeah. And the way Instagram's algorithm works is they serve you up the stories of the uh, of the accounts that you interact with most. So mm -hmm. the first few stories every time I open the app are are from accounts that I interact with often so it's content mm -hmm. that instagram knows i like so. i was gonna make a joke just now but i'm not gonna make it on on the podcast like i'd make it off the podcast but i'm not gonna make it on oh, the podcast. oh okay about which ones you'd be served up first but i'm not gonna do it um <laughs> but anyway the uh other thing gosh and i lost my train of thought with the joke i just gonna make see um, that's what happens yes yeah, that's, what, that's what happens try to make fun of the way, millennial way off track gosh dang it but uh but no the uh the content use the cliche term content is absolutely king right now um and it's consumed more now and created more now than it ever has been and i do not see it slowing down that's great for us and tough for us at the same time because that means that there's going to be work out there that also means the timeline is going to keep getting scrunched and keep getting scrunched and right now it's about as tight as we can handle it so Unless some really good technology comes out there, or I don't even know. Um, another thing I think we could talk about too is, uh, which we don't we don't use any. We've been looking into it. Is in as terms of when to post and how often to post is scheduling, and scheduling apps and scheduling things like that. And I know you've looked into it. When when to post is is pretty easy, I think, for the most part unless you're really going to try to experiment and get really technical with it. But if you have a business page, you can actually go into your data and see when your audience is online. And you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I don't know about Twitter, but I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I don't I do not do the tweets. Uh, the tweets. Yeah, I... I got my ADHD is too bad. I couldn't do Twitter because I'd just be on there all day looking <laughs> at little tweets. Um, I haven't figured it out yet. I'm back on Twitter, but I haven't figured it out yet. I Baker I Baker told to. me I needed to get back on Twitter. He said Twitter's the the um, the most underrated uh, app to use. So 
We'll see. There's too much Twitter. That's the, my problem. Is yeah. There's too much Twitter. But if you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, no. I probably won't figure it out, let's be honest. So you can see what time your audience is online. Mm-hmm. And Logic would say to post when most more of your audience is online. Yeah. So you pick that. Um, does, you our, can, does our audience have thumbs? Do they have thumbs? Because they never reply. They never answer. We talked about this. They're on there at like 8, 8 p.m. PM Eastern time, yep. which which is odd because in Georgia you would think it wouldn't be. Yeah. So it used to be 5. All the stuff that I used to do would be at 5 p.m. Really? So I don't know maybe if it's because not at, most of these guys are maybe not in Eastern time zone. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but the other things that you can see also in your analytics, and for anybody who's really trying to be serious about growing an audience, you should be digging into your analytics a little bit just to have an idea of who who is consuming your content, where are they, why are they, how are they. Yeah. Um, you can see age demographics, location demographics, uh, when they're on, where they're coming from, uh, on YouTube, you can see how they discovered your video. You can similarly see on Instagram where where they discovered that post or your account. I can hear you breathing in the microphone. Mm, sorry. Um, and you can really dig into, like, where is everybody coming from? What was the question? I forgot. Scheduling. Scheduling. So, the mo- the, I mean, the easiest way to schedule is just to know what time your audience is online and just plan to kind of post around that time. Well, the, but they but, also have scheduling applications. Yeah, scheduling applications. That's what uh, I was and at. social media, I guess, management applications. The one that I think is kind of your powerhouse might be a thing called Hootsuite. Hootsuite, yeah. And that will later. Yep, later. I think there's a free one for Instagram called Buffer. Um, oh, I've looked into Buffer. I think it's one of those that says it's free, but it ain't free. Yeah, which is most things. Yeah. So uh, what any of those is going to allow you to do is create content beforehand and then schedule it to be posted at a later date. And that's really invaluable. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're able to go through a week in advance and have all your posts figured out and have all your post captions figured out and have them all tailored to each individual platform and set to go out whenever uh, whenever is most prime on each of those individual platforms, it takes a lot of that kind of mental guesswork out and saves you a lot of time, really. Yeah. Because um, you can just kind of, I guess, get in the groove of, of... Well, you can get really deep in the weeds with that, too, with mm-hmm. hashtags and, like you said, times to post, how often to post. And that's 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 really digging in. That's really... Right trying to figure out how to optimize and grow your audience. And and there is value in that, but it also comes down to, you know, again, what's your goal? Is this to grow your audience big enough to where you become, quote, unquote, an influencer? And what is an influencer? Is somebody who has influence over a group of people, a group of followers, a group of an audience? Um, that can be, you know, I've talked to Andy Campbell at, at Diamond Diamondback Truck Bed Covers, and he said they have, it, they have some people that have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube that do way better than TV shows that have 2 million eyeballs, you know? And, and it you also know, depends on your product, what depe- kind of influencer yeah, you want. Yeah, I think it depends want. on your product, exactly. And it depends on what, you know, what your 
brand identity is, you know? Um, so I think there's so much thought has to be put into these things. Uh, and I think you would be better served as to sit down and kind of write out what kind of look, you know, cause I, I know a lot of guys that, that, that listen to the podcast, they have ideas on what they want to do and, they want to start a series. They want to start a YouTube channel. They want to start taking pictures for brands, this, that, and the other. Make a plan. It's just like pre-production. Sit down and make a plan of what your look is, what your feel is, what you can offer, and then uh, use the use the platforms to tailor that you know, to your audience. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're fortunate to essentially get paid to create a ton of really cool content for people that we can than you use for ourselves. So we're kind of cheating in a way. Um, but we've used these last three days to create content for others and ourselves at the same time. Um, but like we're creating content right this second, you know, that's what we're doing. And, uh, we, we could do more. Um, the reason we don't do more is just, there's not enough, there's not enough time in the day and we're behind on other things. But, um, you know, that's kind of, and to, to to answer that question, what is content creation? That's about as 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 broad and as deep as we as we go, you know. Um, do we know everything about it? Absolutely not. Uh, do we create some cool content? I think we do. Uh, are the people that do it better than us? Yes. But if you want to, and that's another thing that we do, is we have some original ideas, but most of the time when we do something cool. It's because we saw someone else do something cool, and we made it our own. I don't think that you have to always sit around beating your head up against the wall trying to think of the next awesome picture, the next awesome post, the next awesome video. I think you need to go out there and immerse yourself in other other companies and brands, photographers and videographers' content, and use that as inspiration for yourself. Um, like you take the inspiration post every day. I think that's important, and I think you need to do that outside the hunting industry. I, you know, most of my inspiration comes from way outside the hunting industry. You know, which I don't know if I've ever said this, but which Ryer knows this. Some of my favorite TV shows are dramas, um, Suits, The Newsroom. The Newsroom um, is fantastic. The Newsroom is fan freaking fantastic. Um, Game of Thrones, which anybody that watched Game of Thrones, and that's that's like wishful thinking for that production and stuff. But you know those type productions where I watch for camera movement, I watch for production value, I watch for character development, I watch for all the things that I want our production to set ourselves apart, our content to set ourselves apart. Um, very, I mean, I still watch some hunting stuff just to keep up with the Joneses type deal, but. For the most part, I'm looking way outside the hunting industry. So that's that's my two cents on the whole deal. Is that you got anything else? I mean, I think I think it's Quentin Tarantino who's famous and unashamed of saying that a lot of his a lot of his things and a lot of his ideas are just his own adaptations of things that he's seen and loved. Well, I, I think there's no there's you no know? there's no true original original i mean i say that i don't think there's ever a truly original inspirational thing anymore i think it's all 
derive from somewhere else in at least one way, shape, or form. I think everything that we do, everything that we create was inspired by, whether that was something we saw, heard, felt, seen by our parents, by our surroundings. I think everything comes from something else. Um, I think you just got to figure out, and I, when I mean you, I mean the listener or whoever this is that wants to create content. I think you have to figure out how to make that your own. And the original, the, the original, the edge, the the look, the feel has to be yours. And only you can decide what that is. Um, and it, that's not something that I can tell you how to do. That's not something that Ryer can tell you how to do. And that's something that even as a company, we're trying to still figure out and create on a daily basis. And we don't have it completely figured out. And I don't think we ever will. And that's the beauty of it. Um but we're constantly trying and working and trying to learn. Um, that, but I mean, we're doing the best we can. So, I think it's important too. I think when you talk about social media, I think you also have to acknowledge the fact that you know, a lot of times when when you're putting stuff up on social media, you're going, "Oh man, I hope people like this. I I hope people engage with it." And then you you know, you almost get boxed into something that people like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's it's a balancing act for sure. But look, if you think something's cool and you're like, man, that's a cool thing that I did, you know, post that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think and, and experiment and don't be afraid to try something new and try something different or deviate from your own personal styles or, or whatever it may be, you know. I mean, if you were to look at the photographs that I've taken over the past few years, you can see that they're, I've shifted in how I like to take them or mm-hmm. how I take them, what I take them of, uh, what strikes me, how I edit them, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So that's all part of it is just finding what you like to create, what makes you feel good about creating it, what you think is cool. And, and, all, and, that ma- and all that matters is the right person likes it. Yeah, you know, it, there might not be but three people that like what you did, but one of those three is going to pay you to do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that's what's important is create something that you're proud of. You know, do we get to create content every day that we're stoked about? You know, we enjoy it all, but if it were up to me, I'd probably you know do some really cool films with a big budget all the time. <laughs> but that that's not that's not the world we live in. You know, we uh, we have to adhere to certain standards and certain looks and feels sometimes. Um, you know, we have a couple clients that do things in ways that we don't necessarily completely agree with, but we do them because that's how we get paid. That's how we make our living. So uh, if you're out there and you're wanting to create content, create a brand for yourself, be glad that you can do it the way that you want to do it, not the way someone else wants to do it. Um, and do something that makes you happy. Yeah, have fun with it. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, send us your questions at Redneck Tech Podcast on Instagram, Redneck Tech Podcast at gmail.com, and the website is rednecktechpodcast.com. Thanks, guys.